Like the faith that she had in the life, like she just lived her life to the fullest, even through the pain. If I become half the woman she was, I would consider myself blessed and thankful. Hello again, and welcome back to the Student Pack Podcast. I'm Mike Browning, your narrator. Today we're sitting down with students from Mount View High School and Riverview High School for a discussion about family values. The students tell us stories about close loved ones who have made a great impact on their lives and how a family can push through in the face of unfortunate loss. We also get to hear stories about blended families and what it's like to have grown up in a not-so-conventional household. First up, we hear from our Mountain View High School students. Enjoy. Family values. So this is kind of just talking about, you know, Establishing that everyone's situation is different. Like for me, my uh, my parents were divorced when I was in fifth grade. That caused us to move here. But throughout those experiences, it opened up a lot of things that wouldn't have been possible unless they got divorced. So it's just all in, you know, the outlook. But basically, what are some of the family values that have been taught throughout the years to you all? Or, or you know, what have, what has your experience been like? Respect is a very important thing that my family has taught me. And, like, respect for anybody, period. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. Sure. Oh, God, I don't necessarily... Okay. Now, like, what's an overall view on family values around here? Like, what do you... uh, Oh, I was just going to say, I have two siblings. Um, I'm the middle child of three. And... I like to be alone when I want to be, and I can be in my room. But at the same time, when we're all around, you know, I can go downstairs and be around everybody, and it's like, like Sam said, complete chaos. Like, there's never a dull moment. But, like, there's also, like, those sweet moments, you know, mm-hmm. like the memorable things and things that you'll hold on to, and you just build, like, a tight bond. And, like, you know, that no matter what, that you have each other. Gotcha. So, in a in a rural community like do you find that the definition of family has changed throughout the years like four decades ago it meant something else than family now like to me family now can be friends it can be you know uh co-workers it can be anything so do you think that the definition has changed i think it's changed some like but it's not like a lot different but like we talked earlier in different topics. Things are a lot more acceptable to talk about now, and, you know, you could talk about the way you feel, so you get to build, like, closer bonds with friends to make them more family to you. And, like, um, I have a really close friend. It's my best friend. And, you know, she's an only child. or Well, she has siblings, but she don't really live in the same house with them. And... Just, you know, I've stayed with her, and it's just so quiet and everything. And then I go home where I'm with my siblings and my mom and dad, and, you know, we're all in the same room, and it's just nothing but noise and hectic all the time. So when she comes and stays, it's just like it's a new atmosphere for her, too, just to feel part of our family. Right. Very cool. What about you, Destiny? I feel like the definition of family has changed over the year because like before it was just like family was who you related to through blood and like now it's like family isn't just who you're related to through blood it's like you can include your 
friends or other people because, you like, nowadays you have, like, a lot of people who will call, like, their parents will have really close friends and they'll call them, like, aunt or uncle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so family isn't – it's also people you kind of adopt into your own home. Right. And you have a sister uh, two grades below you? She a sophomore? Yeah. Okay. So what's it like having a sister in high school with you? I mean, I know you haven't known anything else, but is it handy? uh, No, it's annoying. (laughs) Is it annoying? (laughs) It's annoying. Why is it annoying? (laughs) Because she's always, like, commenting. Apparently, I'm not fashionable enough for her. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. You're not what? (laughs) Fashionable enough. Fashionable enough. enough. Oh, come on. So, but do y'all have different personalities? So, does she have a different group of friends than what you do, or do y'all kind of have the same friends, or how does that work? It's, like, an entirely different set of friends Mm -hmm. because we're both very different from each other right so like her friends are more like outgoing and they do sports and all that and mine are more like together and we're gonna be sitting and talking about our schoolwork and stuff like that what about you chris i have no idea no idea (laughs) yeah well i mean obviously you've learned work ethic from somewhere where did you learn you know the the ability to take care of yourself at an early age like you know having a job when you're a, a junior isn't an overwhelmingly normal thing and you just do it like it's no problem so yeah I mean where did you learn that from um probably my my grandfather and my dad because uh, my dad just works a lot and, you know, he's really dedicated to his job. He has a lot of responsibility, you know, that he has to do. Uh, my, my grandfather, you know, he had a lot of responsibility, too. He oversaw, you know, he worked in the mines, and he was a boss, so he oversaw a bunch of crews and stuff before he got hurt. Because he, he worked back when they had to, like, crawl inside the mines and stuff, and he broke his knee. But before that, you know, he had to, like, oversee crews. And if someone died, you know, he's the one that gets in trouble. So... Luckily, no one did. Gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. But. The way you said that was like not good. So did they, have, you know, do you remember them telling you anything when you were younger? Like, you know, make sure when you get older you do this or make sure to always do this. Do you, is there anything that comes to mind there or did um, you just follow their example? Uh, I sort of just follow their example um, that, you know, it's it's always good to sort of, you know, be responsible with, you know, your finances and stuff. I mean, you know, you obviously want to, you know, not, you know, live and, like, keep all your money and stuff. You want to, like, live and, you know, have fun and stuff. But, you know, you still want to be responsible with what you do mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. Prepare for the future. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead, Jillian. Okay. I live with my grandparents, and um, I started working over the summer, and it wasn't necessarily that uh, my parents or my grandparents, either one, had anything to do with it. I kind of just, I didn't, okay, my sister, before she moved, she got a job, and she was already graduated and everything, and I kind of picked it up from her, in a way, because I saw what she was doing, and I just, I, I wanted to be like my sister, and they weren't. My grandparents, nor my parents, were, like, begging to get me a job or anything because they, mom didn't want me to work. We don't live together, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she didn't want me to work, and my grandparents c- 
could have honestly cared less, but I absolutely begged to have a job because I wanted to be responsible. I wanted to have my own money, and I wanted to kind of follow in my sister's footsteps. Yeah. My mom didn't want me to work either, but, um, you know, she said as long as my grades in school were still good and I wasn't struggling with anything, that it was fine. And I also kind of got my worth ethic from her, too, because, you know, she owns her own business like you do and stuff. So her hours are ridiculous. And she works a lot and stuff, but she never complains about it, and she loves what she does. What business? Uh, She owns a floral shop. What's it called? Uh, Tennis Flowers and Gifts. Ah, cool. Yeah. She does, like, all the flowers for the school and stuff like that. Very cool. Where do you work, Jillian? I work at Goodson's. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Good place. Um, Employed a lot of a lot of folks. Yeah, they're really understanding, too. They're, he's uh, Jeff Goodson's my was my little league coach. Really? Baseball. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they're really good. They're really understanding, especially for uh, high school students and everything because they understand that, like, you're in high school and you have a lot of other things to do. Like, it's not just go to school, go to work. Like, they understand sure. that you got a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got my um, mentality about working and everything from my grandfather as well because he he was a coal miner and he put a lot of time in. He put a lot of time and a lot of hard work into it. And he kind of, he, he taught me about how to be dedicated to my job and how to be hardworking and everything and really, like, make the money that I'm getting worth getting. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you can be clocked in and you can be, like, quote-unquote working. Or you can actually be, like, doing your job and doing your job. Like, you can be doing your job worthwhile instead of just sitting around saying you're working. Right. So. I get that. For sure. So what do you think the overall quality is of McDowell County as far as is, – is there several uh, factors that weigh in when it comes to an overall work ethic? Or what do you think that work ethic is? Like, you know, most people assume one thing about McDowell County but may not know, you know, essentially the real situation. But what do you think the overall misconception about family values in McDowell County is? Go ahead, Sam. Um, for me, I guess I would say maybe that there are, that there's a misconception that there are none. Gotcha. Well, what would you tell them instead? Like, you know. About- uh, no. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jillian, you were going to say something? Um, I would say that we value a whole lot more than you would, like, perceive us, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. would be the right thing to say. Um, we care about a whole lot more than people think we do. Um, like Sam said, like, a lot of people think that we don't necessarily care about anything when the re- the reality is that we're trying to make McDowell County a better place and we're, we care about each other as a whole because you come down here and it's like everybody's a family because everybody gets along well and everybody's here for everyone, like neighbor to neighbor. It's like we're basically family. In a way. Mm-hmm. And everybody cares about everybody down here. Everybody cares about trying to make it a better place. But with all the, like, misconceptions and everything, it just 
Sure. It does work, but it doesn't work at the same time. Right. Is McDowell County, would you say the history is more of a blue collar or white collar work ethic? Blue collar. Blue collar. My, what for? What? Why would you say blue? <laughs> why would you say blue collar? Oh, definitely for the mines. Definitely. What about the mines? Just you know, just you know, just you know, clock in, clock out, just work, support your family. So it's almost always been that mentality. Mm -hmm. Most of the work around, most of the um, line of wor um, the work around here that's available was only like you know blue collar work, like the mines or driving a coal truck or working on the railroad, something like that. It's, you know, industry job. Mm -hmm. So that kind of work, what do you think that creates as far as family goes? Like, what does that establish tradition-wise? Just maybe just strong family ties. Everyone, normally when you're in a family, it feels like, I mean, I'm, I'm still technically, I guess, an outsider because I wasn't born here, but from what it looks like, it seems like once you're born into a family, you never leave that family. You're always a part of it. Right. Where was you born? I was born in Ohio. Cool. I moved here in fifth grade. So you got one more year than me in the Where schools. Where I was born in Kentucky, Ashland. It's kind of misconceptions and also just family vows in general, like, like jumping on the back of people saying, like, how much people care about each other, even if we don't know them. Like, my dad and I are coaches of a Little League softball team. And just any time, we don't even know some of the girls on the first day, and we'll be like, all right, we'll give you some, we'll give you a ride if you need. Oh, cool. Where do you coach? Uh, the Little League softball team for Welch. Awesome. What age group? Uh, between 9 and 12. And what's that like coaching with, with him? Um, it's fun seeing them improve and seeing them find a love for it when some of the girls have never even picked up a glove or a ball or anything, and then by the end of the season you can see how much they're improved just by you and other adults just teaching them. Right. And then and you form a bond with them. Like, I've, we've got some returning girls, and, like, the first day of practice they were asking where I was, and as soon as they saw me they came up and hugged me. Like, and it just feels like we're family now, That's even though I had no idea who these people were last year. That's great. Yeah. So what do you think, from just from that situation, is there – elements of that you're going to carry on throughout your whole life or uh, that no matter who you are even if you don't know the people you can make an impact right. on anybody's life mm -hmm. and working with you know kids in this county is there a way you have to approach each situation or uh, do you try to stay the same with every kid or how do you do that each kid's different. Over time, you got to learn what works with certain people. Like, say coaching. If you're more strict with this kid, it'll work. But if you're more strict with this other kid, they'll cry. You have to know. You have to get, make an effort to get to know them. You can't just assume everyone's exactly the same because uh, you won't form a connection. Yeah, that can apply to like, school too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, like the attendance that we spoke about earlier. Uh, well, that's great that y'all get to y'all get to share that. Uh, and that being said, uh, give it to Taylor. She can talk. Okay. After we're done texting. You know, no, I'm going to call for no phone ban next month. It's, happen it's happening. Even mine, though. Mine's been blaring, too, and I'm, I've been trying to ignore it. Um, so, Taylor, what, uh, you know, from learning what you have in these short how old are you? 15? 15 years. What are you going to 
what elements are you going to carry on your whole life when it comes to, you know, your family, when you're an adult and all that? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Go ahead. What? Jillian. Oh. Taylor, shut me down. Golly, Taylor. Elements that I would say I would carry on would definitely be self-respect and uh, to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And to, okay, I know a lot of people were probably taught differently, most likely, but to, like, love even when people don't necessarily deserve it because it's easier to... It's easier to forget and to forgive than to keep something on your back your entire life. Right. Good advice. What about you, Sam? What has your mom and dad taught you and oh. that you're going to try and keep doing? Or is there anything? I mean, we don't have to go all rose-colored glasses. Like, what are you not going to do <laughs> that they've taught you? Or like anything, you know, is there, what are you going to carry on? Well, for me, I feel like my parents have always taught me to um, to give, to try my hardest at everything I do, you know, give 110% at everything. I feel like that's overly said, but it kind of needs to be. It's a very good thing to live by. And um, if you give 110% everything, people are drawn to that. Perfect. So I'm just going to kind of go like, since I was little, like my mom and dad's like always like brought me up in the church. So, you know, you kind of learn about stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to bring that to my family. But, like, I'm going to teach them, too. Like, they've taught me, you know, with all the loss and everything that we've went through, you know, you learn you don't, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So they've kind of, like, helped me and taught me to, you know, live for today because tomorrow is not promised. So. Excellent. Live every day to the fullest. Next up, we hear from students at Riverview High School as they take us on a trip into their lives where they've experienced hope, loss, celebration, and many other milestones that have shaped their family values. Enjoy. Now, what do you feel, you know, and everyone just be as open as you want to be, uh, just on how different each family is as far as their traditions and their values go. Like, what has been your experience? I think that there's a lot of difference. Like, you've got super strict parents. I mean, my parents won't let me go to, like, people's houses unless they know the parents, they know where I'm going, they know how long I'm going to be there. Just strict. Like, they want to know where I'm at. And then you've got those parents that are like, just call me when you get to where you're going and stuff. So it's a lot of different values between families. Like my family's a Christian family. My dad's a past, an assistant pastor, preacher. <laughs> I live with my mom right now and my little sister. I actually, I feel like I have two, like, I have two families because I have Hannah's family, which they've taken me in. Well, actually, I have three. I have Hannah's and I have Farah's. <laughs> And <laughs> and um, then I have my dad and my stepmom, and uh, they live in Tennessee, and I get to see them every summer. And I have my stepbrother and my stepsister, and um, we it, for like because all my life it's just been me, my mom, and my sister. And then my dad finally walked back into my life, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Why did you let him back in your life? He he left you," and but like. I've always had a close relationship with my dad. Like you could ask any of my friends, I talk about my dad constantly. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're bringing bringing up and being so open. The idea behind this is just to show like everyone's life experiences 
different. Like mine, for instance, my parents got divorced when I was in fifth grade. I lived in Kentucky <laughs> and I had to move back here, a new place. My mom started over and, and you know, somehow I was able to eventually be able to pay my own bills. I mean, it just felt that, you know, (laughs) everyone's background is different, but it doesn't mean the outcome has to be, you know. And the day we woke up for Christmas, my Nana was bringing in so many presents. Right. Like, I don't know how that little car of hers fit (laughs) all of them, but it was, it was great. I got to see the, the look of my stepsister's face when she opened up one present and it was a guitar which we kind of already knew that because my dad's not a good rapper and he rapped it in the shape of a guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my Way step... <laughs> That's great. His name is Kevin. <laughs> Way to go, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> but, um, and my dad got me my first ever game console mm-hmm. and he got me the Spider-Man game. I cried <laughs> when I ended that game. If you can't tell already, she's in love with Spider-Man. Tom yeah. Holland is oh. her husband. Heck and right. <laughs> what did you think when he was holding Iron Man's hand at the end? She'll cry again. He, so, <laughs> they have to come back. I, they can't I kill know, because half the universe. Spider-Man Far From Home takes place a few minutes after Endgame. Okay, so. Oh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really spoilers because they said that the trailers I, of Endgame have like fake footage so i'm calling you out marvel my stepbrother he got a gas mask for christmas and i've never seen him any happier because he's really interested in world war ii like he's going into the army mm-hmm. for sure how old he, is he he is how old is he 16 mm-hmm. he's 16 he's supposed to be in the 11th grade but where they moved to alabama which they live in north carolina now they got held back they got held back a year which mm-hmm. i knew him from my fourth grade year because my my dad and his mom always were best friends, and I've never seen my dad happier being right. married to my stepmom and their wedding. I, it was the best day ever. So for it's them, been a I big couple them. years for you, like yeah. Every like first, my first time ever going to my dad's house without any of my like my mom or my grandma. Um, he lived in Indiana, and I got to meet my ma for the first time, which is his mom. She's I love her so much. And then this past summer, I went to Tennessee because they moved to Tennessee. And we went to Pickwick Lake. We watched fireworks together. We got to, I played Call of Duty with my brother. And this year, we're, my brother, my stepbrother, my mom and step, (laughs) my dad and stepmom have a house. And I'm so proud of them for that. And uh, I get my own room. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my stepbrother and stepsister are coming in, too. Oh, well, that's great. I just want to say, go back to family values. Um, I always thought my family was really, really headstrong about, like, everybody's, like, a part of each other and stuff. But ever since my grandma passed away when I was in eighth grade, they barely talked to us anymore. Like, I yeah. thought that it would be, like, we would still be the same because mama always used to take my mom my, 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 <laughs> I always used to take me around them and stuff, and they, you know, like I'm the little baby, and I've I haven't heard for some of them in like years, mm-hmm. and I've like pretty much detached myself from a bunch of my family because I haven't talked to my other my other grandparents in two years because they treat they decided they were going to do me wrong. So I, no matter who it is, 
You don't need to put any negativity in your life, no matter how closely related you are to them. We've had a lot of death in my family this past yeah. year, too, with my th- aunt and my grandmother. I always thought that our family was going to be headstrong, though, and I feel like there are certain people that hold families together, and you don't even realize it until they're gone. Death right. shouldn't tear a family apart. That's mm-hmm. that's a big no-no. Like, I think death should actually make a family stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think people get on their own path and have their own problems, and eventually they just drift away, and sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. But go ahead. I know death in my situation. I lost my mother six days after my first birthday to, due to breast cancer. But like, honestly, it's brought our family together because we depend on each other. Knowing that I'm, I stay with her twin sister, and she gives me so much more memories of my mom because they're twins, and she's identical to her. And like just leaving out the stories from other people. I um. Like Courtney said, with, like, the negativity, like, family, it's supposed to be, like, family over everything. And, you know, some families really do, like, portray that. And, I mean, if you do have a family that portrays that, that's really good, but most people, you know, don't. And I cannot stand when people are like, well, that's your family. Okay, if I had a friend that did me wrong and doesn't really care for me, do you want me to keep that friend in my life? So why is it any different with family? And I just, like, when you're in a time of need and life is really, really hard, you know, you expect that you could turn to family and your family is going to be there for you. And if you can't turn to family, like, who can you turn to? You know, like, you just feel lost. And I've experienced that a lot this year. I think the definition of family has changed over the years. Like, you know, forever ago, it was traditional. You know, I got my siblings, I got my grandparents, this and that. But now it's more of a wide open definition, I think. Yeah. Like, Farah and Hannah, the two seniors that I made cry earlier, <laughs> <laughs> they are my family. Like, Missy Step, I, she's my tennis coach, but she's also like a second mom to me. And I still love you, my biological mom. Don't get me wrong. I still love you, but, (laughs) and Farrah's mom, Sabrina, I love you too, (laughs) and Stacy Eastep, I love you too, (laughs) and we're, Uh, they've really taken me under their wing this year for tennis, because my mom can't make it to every match, Hmm. and um, that's, I bum rides off of them. You don't bum, we offer. Well, I bum rides off the Atkins family, <laughs> <We> too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, well, I was... It's, Go ahead, it's just like our tennis team is like one big happy family, and I'm sorry to bring tennis back into it. No, yeah, that's yeah, a good consider, point. Like, I consider, I consider um, the tennis team my family because, like, this year has been really rough because, you know, this is the year where... I have to include family and things, and I have a lot of senior nights, and I have graduation to think about, and it's just been really hard. But, like, with the tennis team, like, they make me forget all of that. Like, when I'm with them, I do not think about, like, my problems and about, like, mom and dad or about school or anything. Like, they are my family. Like, I know that they're there for me. And even still, you know, they're separated, but they're still your parents. You know, like, my parents got divorced. My brother was a junior in high school and he had to move four hours away you know and uproot but you know we just came here and started a new 
new life essentially and it was you know it had good parts from the old life but it was also good parts from the new life so it's just it's just everyone's situation is different yeah divorces are weird in in, in, yeah yeah for sure and it's like the situation i was talking about go ahead earlier with me and my family and whatnot like we depend on each other because like before my mother passed the family was close i mean everybody cared for her she had a life like none other and she wouldn't want her family just to split apart because she wasn't here um we stay strong for one another and like when we have bad days we always depend on each other and like if it wasn't for my aunt and my the whole family, I honestly don't know what I would do because going on without a mother is a kind of hurt nobody should have to experience. Right. I agree. Yeah, going back to what Ferris said about being able to depend on your family, like when you need to talk about something and want to go back, I used to complain and gripe because my family was so close. I'd go, oh, my gosh. They'd go, how was your day? And I'm like, don't talk to me. But, like, now I'm really glad that I have a close-knit family. Like, I really look up to my dad. I know that's probably, like, the cliche cliche thing, daddy's girl or whatever, but my parents divorced before I was born, so I can't relate to Ferris her about it being her senior year and she's old enough to know it and understand it. But I know like meeting back and forth to go between dad's house and mom's house, summer visits, Christmas visits, it's a pain. And like, I'm not even originally from West Virginia. I'm from Ohio. So that makes it like 10 times harder having to meet between two states so I can go visit my mom and stuff. Like I was just planning for spring break to go to her house and stuff. So it's just really rough, like going between two families and I'm just really glad that I can look up to my dad and my stepmom and talk to them if I need to. And I know that I can go to go to them for anything. That's great. It's been really hard on me because uh, my mom and dad were never even married. They separated about a year or two after I was born. So, you know, it hurts to just cut people out of your life completely. Like, yeah, it hurts, but you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be better off in the end. And, like... A lot that I have learned is, like, you you have to be worried about yourself because nobody else is going to, you know, worry about you and whether you're happy. Like, you have to put your happiness before anybody else's because nobody's going to put your happiness before theirs, you know. So, like, if your family is that toxic or those toxic people in your life, you don't have to keep them there just because they're family. Like, mm-hmm. I... I know I said that, but I cannot stand that when they're like, well, that's your family. That it doesn't matter. If they're toxic, they're toxic. Right. Yeah, I agree. If if you're not happy yourself, it's going to reflect off of your surroundings too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> and we're in a county too, like where nearly 60% of kids don't have, you know, a mother or father in the house. They're living with their grandparents. So, you know, that comes becomes a factor too but at the same time does anyone live with their grandparents here at this table they used to be in my like she used to live in my house ever since they both passed away gotcha have the same house right and uh, i I always talk about my grandma and i always it, it it seems like i've always tried to make it about me but i'm really not trying to but when my grandma died in january and she was 94, and people tell me, like, you shouldn't be sad. She lived a long, healthy life. She was happy. 
But that's not the case. Like, my grandma, I practically lived at her house. I would always go there on the weekends. And just not having her here, it's it still doesn't feel real. Like, I'll wake up and I'll still think, oh, I got to call grandma and check on her. Like, it's, and they say, oh, it gets easier, but it doesn't get easier. You just, you... You you learn to live without them. You learn to adjust your routine, your daily routine to work around them. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, she died of dementia. So her last few months, she was in Roanoke with my aunt Jennifer. She died. And I, I honestly, I blamed myself for a while because my grandma, my aunt Jennifer had FaceTimed me over Christmas whenever I was with my dad. And... So my grandma would always ask, like, you know, like, why haven't you came and seen me, came and saw me and stuff like that? Because she would always forget that she's in Roanoke. And mm-hmm. she it it hurts whenever your your loved one is going through something where they, it makes them forget all their happy memories with you. But I can honestly say that my grandma truly remembered me. If she didn't remember anyone else, she remembered me. And I'm a very I'm I'm a religious person. And I'm, I, I don't mean to bring religion into this, but I honestly think because I had promised my grandma, I told her to hang on until I could get to her so I could see her one last time. And that night before the night before she died on a Friday night, I had taught I had prayed and I said, God, please let her know that it's OK for her to go home to you and that I'm sorry that I couldn't make it. And that night, I had a dream that she came to me, and she was standing on her porch with a bright light behind her. And that morning, I got a call from my papa saying that she had died. Hmm. And it's on it's it's really hard because my family, all my family, had came in for the funeral, and um, it was hard seeing her being put into the ground because she was like she was like this role model in my life, and I still can't believe she's gone, honestly. Because I, I miss her. I really do. It's never going to be the same. And she she was always there for me when I was younger. Like, Courtney, she can remember whenever I was younger. My grandma would always come to everything. Like, where my grandma lived in war and I went to Southside, she'd walk to Southside on Fridays and pick us up. And we'd go down to war and we'd buy subs and everything. And now... It's going to be weird going into her house without her being there because well, everything's just how she left it. When did she pass away? January of this year. Mm. Sorry for your loss, Kayla. It's fine. My relationship with my grandma, my grandmother was a lot. There's no offense to my mom, but it was a lot stronger than my relationship with even my mom because I knew I could come to her and she wouldn't be as strict on me about my like how my mom would. And the time that she passed away, we just started, she had cancer before. So we started seeing her get a little bit weaker and a little bit weaker. And she started falling over a lot. And finally, we told her, now, Jen, you got to go to the hospital. She's so strong-headed. And we found out the cancer spread. And it was two nights after we found out she had cancer again. I prayed. I was like, please just let her go before she starts hurting. Mm. And the next morning, she she died. Mm. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and talk before I start crying, too. Um, oh, no, goodness. I feel like there's a different kind of bond with your grandparents than what you have with your parents. I mean, 
I was really close to my grandpa. Like, we was inseparable when I would go to visit my mom. And he died when I was seven or eight. And, of course, I know that it's I wasn't that old. And you're like, well, you're not going to remember that much. But I remember everything that, like, as far back as I can remember, that me and my grandpa done. And, like, that bond is just still there. And it kind of sucks knowing that. I'm going to graduate, and he's not going to be there to see me graduate. I'm going to prom. Oh, sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I'm going to go to prom this year, my first high school prom, and he's not going to get to witness it, see the pictures, or nothing like that. Right. Um, my grandma, she is like what really held my dad's family together. And when she died, somebody else talked about this. Like their, their family kind of just quit. Was it your family, Courtney? Yeah. And my family just kind of, like, fell apart. Like, some keep in contact with each other. Like, I haven't heard from any of them, just a few of my aunts. But um, my nana, like, she's, like, my hero. She had such a strong faith in God. Like, she lost, like, a bunch of kids before she died. Like, a bunch of her kids died. She had all of her youngins raised up in church. And, like, some of them stayed, but most of them, like, once they like, grew older. They didn't go to church anymore. But she just, like, would pray for them. And, she, like, instead of, like, being disappointed in them or, like, being angry, she would just pray that they would get back into church and get their life together and right before, you know, they died or whatever. And that's what she prayed until her last day. And, like, I just wish I could be, like, half the woman she was. And, like, she's not going to see me graduate. And she didn't see my first prom. She didn't see any of that. And, like, I just think, like, this year – with, like, everything that I've went through, like, what would she do? Like, how? what would she have to say to me that would help me? Because I know that, like, things would be different if she was around. Like, I know. Yeah, I mean, like, it kind of is sad that they didn't get to see us go into high school. And I catch myself thinking all the time, what would Grandpa think if he was here? Yeah. What would he think of how I'm doing, what mm-hmm. I'm doing, how my grades are? Yeah. He Like, I just always think back to what would he think of me right now? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it, like, the worst part of it, I guess, is because you, like, worry about his judgment or any lost family member's judgment and stuff when they don't get to see what you're doing or nothing like that. Yeah, and, like, with my situation with my mom and dad, like, I know that if she was here, like, I would have her to turn to. Like, that was my dad's mom. But, like, she would never take sides, you know. She would tell me, like, what I really needed to do. So all of these experiences and all of them are just, you know, uh, completely transforming, obviously, as to who you are and how you operate. And how are you, uh, you know, how are some ways that you, what are your plans for how you're going to, you know, carry on or establish your family values? Like moving forward, how are these experiences going to affect the way you live life? Okay, the woman my mom was, she was just it's unexplainable. Like Ferris said, me and Ferris first, second cousins. And, like, the faith that she had in the life, like, she just lived her life to the fullest, even through the pain. If I become half the woman she was, I would consider myself blessed and thankful. It's just, like everybody else was saying, like, we're going through high school without them. We're going, we're doing our firsts, our last there's this and that and it's really hard you sit and think of what they would would they be proud would they be this or what are they thinking or what would they do and just 
you you always go through life wanting to make sure that they would be proud. And so if I just become half the woman my mother was, I would consider myself doing something right. good in life. And ultimately, you know, do you think they'd want you to be sad thinking about them or happy mm. in the fact that you can carry on their spirit and their nature, you know? My mother, she wouldn't want us to dwell on the fact that she has passed on because her her goal was to meet her heavenly father and I truly believe that's where she that's where she went because she was like this she was a very godly woman. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think she would want us being sad. Absolutely not because she would want us knowing that one day we would get to see her again, which that's my ultimate goal is to see her again. I always look at it this way. It's like one day closer to seeing her because we're not always promised tomorrow. That will do it for this episode of the Student Pack Podcast. Special thanks to the podcast teams of Riverview and Mount View High School for their participation. To find out more about the Student Pack, visit jointhefamily.info and like their Facebook and Instagram pages. To the Student Pack of McDowell County, don't forget to submit your artwork, songs, short stories, photos, or anything else that you're doing that's creatively amazing. Want to support the Student Pack? Pick up a wristband online. Those wristbands will help allow the students' voices to be heard and keep it going well into the future. I'm Mike Browning, and I ask you to always remember that there's another side to each story.